right, we are live. Jarrell joining the Pro Football Chase podcast. I see that you're still muted. Got to unmute yourself, Jarrell. Brother, 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 brother. Hey, work with me, man. What's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, bro? How you doing? Bro, I'm doing fantastic, bro. I'm so excited to get on this podcast, bro. It's Championship Sunday preview. Man, we got to talk about the big dogs left in the ring. Yeah, man, and we got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Obviously, you know, Championship Sunday coming up. We got the two big games, the Bengals and the Chiefs. That's right. You heard it correct the first time. The Bengals and Joe Burrow are in the AFC Championship game. Uh, and then the NFC title game, we got ourselves uh, a three-peat third matchup between the Rams and the Niners, the NFC West foes going toe-to-toe. But my brother, Jarrell, I know you've had a rough week. The Packers got got uh, upset by the Niners as Rodgers choked another one, man. Oh, and then the goodness. Bills in that frantic finish, another one of your home teams. So, I mean, I'm just checking in on you, man. How you doing? Man, I am hanging in there, dude. I've shed so many tears this weekend, man. All three of my teams that I had uh, any contact with right now, man, we're all at home watching this weekend. So it's been a tough week. Um, I've held I've held in locked arms with a lot of fans out there that's feeling the same way. So we'll definitely try to come back and do our very best next year, man. But we got to talk about the important guys that are left. That's right. That's right, man. I'm just, I'm just checking in on you, bro. I, I know, I know. I already had my grieving moment with the Cowboys a couple weeks ago. It's, it's just good for the soul to get it out. You know what I mean? But uh, anyway, but anyways, man. Talking about the current, like first things first. I don't know, and this is like a true statement, at least for me, Jarrell, But. I mean, every single divisional round game that was played this past weekend, bro, it was just fantastic. I mean, winning every single game had a, uh, I guess, a win at the buzzer, so to speak. You had three of those games, ended a game-winning field goal as time expired. And then, of course, the Chiefs and Bills on Sunday night, which went to overtime. The Chiefs tied it up uh, with no time left in regulation with the field goal with Harrison Butker and then... That walk-off touchdown to Travis Kelsey. I mean, dude, the, it was just like, it was insane, bro. I mean, I could not believe what I was watching every single game. The The Bucks and the Rams game was also wild. Uh, the Bucks just kept on hanging around and eventually tied it. And so, so, man, what are your thoughts on some of these wild divisional round games from last weekend? Man, it, it was a tough slate uh, watching my Packers go down. I think the toughest part about that was um, knowing that um, Aaron Rodgers could have done done some things differently on the football field. I think, you know, when you're looking at some the stat line, you'll see 20 for 29, 225. You know, obviously that's an okay stat line, no tugs, no interceptions. But, you know, when you look out those, those 29 attempts, uh, 22 of those went to either Aaron Jones or, or Devontae Adams. So when you're talking about spreading the ball around, um, the next closest target was uh, Randall Cobb with, I think, one target out of that 29. So when you're looking down the field and you want to talk about, you know, being dynamic, I think at the end of the day, although they got the ball to their playmakers, you know, in the playoffs, as we've seen when it comes to the Bills and the Chiefs, 
it's not always going to come down to the star player. You've got to find the guy that's going to make the extra play in order to keep the drive alive, in order to keep these guys in the hunt. Um, so I think he could have better done a better job with that. Uh, and realistically, it just sucks that special teams are, are, are the reason that they that the Packers aren't moving on and giving these guys uh, the 49ers confidence. Um, when you look at the rest of the, the divisional games, uh, you know, legitimately L.A. walked into Tampa and just, you know, took this game. I mean, these guys were very physical. These guys did what they had to do. I thought it was very uh, – I thought it was funny to see Matt Stafford drop that ball in there so late in the game against his former teammate breathing down his neck um, and actually got a hit on him, man. So I really, I really thought that that was pretty cool to see him um, overcome that situation. And realistically, man, um, you know, for the Chiefs and the Bills – uh, those last 13 seconds comes down to coaching. I, it sucks to say with Leslie Frazier because I really think so highly of him. Um, but I also think there was fear and there was it. And, and when, and when we get into the playoffs and we talk about these, these single play moments, um, you know, you got to think back to how the game kind of went before, um, you know, uh, Levi Wallace got beat on it in a two man coverage to the inside against Tariq Hill that ultimately, scores the touchdown to get these guys back in the running. And then when you look back and look at these last 13 seconds of the game, the side of the ball in which the, the big plays came, the big plays came and they were uncontested uh, was from uh, the leap was on the side of Levi Wallace. So when you think about the things that kind of play into that part, um, him getting beat on a deep route to the inside, um, those 13 seconds, he wasn't trying to take a chance and press man. And I just think at the end of the day, with some better coaching, uh, the, the 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 Buffalo Bills could have walked out of that game, man, with their head with their heads up, and they would be AFC uh, moving on to the AFC Championship. Yeah, man, that that was crazy. I mean, I'm not even a Bills fan, right? But I mean, that was a devastating way to end the game because you know that 17, Josh Allen, you know Gabriel Davis, four touchdown game. I mean, those guys, they left it all out there, man. They did everything they possibly could to get that win at Arrowhead and try to erase what happened last year when they lost in the AFC title game right there at the same place um, to the same opponent. But just just wild, man. And, and Matthew Stafford, going back to that point, he's having himself a nice postseason. You know, he's got a, a good touchdown-interception ratio. He's completing a high percentage of his passes and, you know, shredded up the Bucks defense. I picked the, the Rams to win because – I know that that defensive front, Von Miller has turned it on, man, since the last couple of weeks of the season into the postseason. He's looking like the dangerous Von Miller that we all know him to be, Aaron Donald. I knew that they were going to be too much, too overwhelming for that banged-up Tampa offensive line that played without their stud right tackle, Tristan Wirfs. And sure enough, I mean, those guys were getting back to Brady pretty quick. Uh, and, and the Rams were just able to really stay out of front. Of course, they almost nearly blew a 27-3 lead. But, of course, thanks to Matthew Stafford finding Cooper Cup down the field late in regulation. I mean, they end up winning that game. But, Jarrell, like, turning the page, man. Now to Championship Sunday. You know that these four teams, the NFL's Final Four, one game away now at this point from playing in the Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium in California. You know, the Rams, they would love to uh, punch their ticket and play in their home stadium in Super Bowl. Um, but then again, man, talking about that matchup first, Niners-Rams, matchup number three of the season. Jarrell, 
The 49ers have beaten the Rams six straight times. I believe the last time the Rams have beat the 49ers, I think it was like in 2017 or 2018. And you look at that Week 18 matchup from this season when San Francisco played at SoFi Stadium and they erased a 17-point deficit at halftime, came back to win. In fact, that was the result that got them into the postseason because had they lost, the Saints would have gotten that wild card spot. So the Niners really got hot, came came back, pretty much resurrected from the dead. They had nothing going in the first half. Jimmy Garoppolo, that run game got going, Debo Samuel. And so now they play again. And now the Rams have this aura of not being able to beat the San Francisco 49ers. You know that the Niners, 49ers faithful, they're going to pack out that SoFi Stadium. So I wouldn't necessarily say it's home field advantage for the Rams, you know, based on the way it looked in Week 18. I mean, it was a lot of red in there. So this matchup, Jarrell, I think is going to be entertaining. NFC West rivals going toe-to-toe again. The question is, can the Rams finally beat the San Francisco 49ers? I think the Rams have a very good opportunity to beat the the 49ers this weekend. I'm going to tell you why. I think, you know, Matthew Stafford getting over the hump, having that type of win and delivering in that fashion, I think gives him a type uh, a comfort moving against the 49ers. Um, he's a guy that hasn't visited and been in this type of rivalry long, um, but he also understands the, the magnitude of this type of game. I think, you know, the addition of OBJ, uh, you know, in this in these types of moments, I think it's going to be, uh, proven to be a, one of the big, biggest pickups of this offseason uh, just because you have a playmaker uh, that's going to be able to deliver um, when Cooper Cup is getting double teamed down the field. So I think for me personally, I like the defense, and I think that Jalen Ramsey is going to have a, a, a phenomenal day against Garoppolo. Um, you know, when I look at the stats and I look at things and how things went in Green Bay, although it was a different type of atmosphere uh, with the frozen tundra, um, I just think when there's opportunities for the uh, for the pass rush to get to the the quarterback, I think at the end of the day it will be a great. Uh, it's going to be great for the Rams and and, and creating turnovers, which is a, which is a team that does very well at that. Now, if the 49ers get into one of those types of games when you know Mitchell's running the ball and they're able to get over 20 carries out this kid and he can carry the team down the field as far as the run game and they have play action going then it'll be a long day for the Rams. But I think personally, um, you know, I, although they talk about, you know, seven being the, the number of completion, I think that's going to have to wait till next year. Yeah, man. Well, here's the thing. And and I kind of have been going back and forth on this matchup because part of me, I believe this Rams team has evolved into the in the playoffs. I mean, they've looked a little bit more sharp. They look more um, accurate in the passing game. Matthew Stafford looks like he's found his rhythm. Odell Beckham Jr. is getting involved. Van Jefferson, we saw him have a nice game as well. You got Cam Akers back, which was quite the miraculously miraculous return from that torn Achilles. Right. You know, and he's been running the ball well. Sony Michelle is still there to provide that physical presence. And so I like what I've seen. I mean, Andrew Whitworth, their veteran left tackle, he should be good to go for Sunday. That's going to be another positive reinforcement. But the Niners, they they are, you know, they went on the road in Lambeau, you know, and, and knocked them off without even an offensive touchdown, a special teams touchdown, you know. And Kyle Shanahan 
has just instilled this tough-minded team that is going to linger around and stay around. And if you let them, they're going to beat you. They're going to find a way. And so they know these two teams obviously know each other very well. Shanahan and McVay know each other extremely well, serving on the same staff at one point in their coaching careers. I mean, it's going to be a fascinating matchup, Jarrell. But, um, and by the way, the Niners got good news with Debo Samuel, Trent Williams. Those guys, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo was dealing with that shoulder and, and torn uh, ligament in his throwing thumb. They're all good to go. They're removed from the injury report. You know, so they're going to be at full strength. The Rams should be at full strength with Taylor Rapp, their safety, working his way back from concussion protocol. But I think I'm going to have to go with the the San Francisco 49ers, Jarrell. I mean, the way they can dominate the ground attack with, with Elijah Mitchell, the way Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle have been able to contribute, and then defensively, They've been stout. I mean, they shut down Green Bay aside from that opening drive touchdown. You know, you're seeing Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, those two linebackers, you know, playing sideline to sideline. Nick Bosa, you know, that's a dangerous team this year. And they've had that. They kind of remind me of that Eagles Super Bowl run. Remember them? Where they were kind of like the underdogs. Those guys, they just kept on knocking off teams on the road. Dangerous. Caught that lightning in a bottle, per se. That's what this Niners team reminds me of. And for that reason, I just I just get the sense, man, that they're going to pull it off again and win the seventh straight. Thanks to having like probably 50% of that stadium is going to be their fans. So there's not going to be a disadvantage for the Niners. Um, but I will roll with the Niners here, Jarrell. I think it's going to be a tightly contested ball game all the way down to the wire, as we've seen a lot in this playoffs. But I'll take the Niners by three, something like 27-24 over the Rams. But, man, I, I would I would not mind seeing Matthew Stafford get to the Super Bowl either. Man, I'm telling you, um, as far as the, his career, man, uh, what we're seeing postseason has nothing short of amazing. I mean, obviously it's not, you know, Josh Allen, you know, Mahomes-type flash in the pan. But, man, what you're talking about, the consistency that he's been playing with, um, realistically, if he does not, if he doesn't turn the ball over, I think at the end of the day, the Rams have the biggest chance uh, to beat the 49ers this upcoming weekend. It's realistically where he has, where he's turning the ball over. There's people getting in his face. I mean, I know Armstead had a hell of a day against the Green Bay Packers, but I think the Rams are going to have to keep him uh, away from Matt Stafford as well as uh, Bosa, man, because if these guys are hitting Matt Stafford, it could be a long day for the Rams. Um, and same goes on the other side with, for, for Garoppolo. You're talking about Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, um, Aaron Donald, guys that consistently get to the passer each and every week. Um, you know, once a D-line starts to find their rhythm and they have opportunities to thrive, I think uh, it's going to be a hell of a contest, bro. So um, watch out for Sean McVay, uh, for Kyle Shanahan to pull out something tricky on special teams. Uh, whether we see like a fake punt return, somebody landing end zone, something freaky uh, for these type of games uh, because you got to pull out all stops. So I really believe in the Rams for this upcoming win, um, and I'm going to take them in a score of 31 to 28. All right, so you're rolling with the Rams 31-28. I'm taking the Niners 27-24. I think regardless of who comes out on top, I think we can expect some more drama, some more entertainment, 
anytime you see these two bitter divisional rivals, you know, clashing in an NFC title game, I think we can expect some fireworks. And so I'm very much looking forward to seeing how that goes. And McVay and Shanahan, I mean, I'm sure they're going to be ready to put on a coaching clinic and give their team the best possible chance to advance. And again, that game is actually the nightcapper. So that's at 5.30 p.m. Central, 6.30 Eastern on Fox. And now we'll talk about the Bengals and Chiefs. I, I talked a little bit about it at the top of this podcast. That game's set for 3 p.m. Eastern time on CBS. You got the Bengals coming in, uh, who finished the se- regular season with a 10-7 and record. The Chiefs, who are the um, two seed. And then the Bengals entered the playoffs as a four seed. They knocked off the Las Vegas Raiders in round one. Went to Tennessee, beat the number one seeded Tennessee Titans. Um, and now they have themselves an opportunity, Jarrell, to somehow shock the world and get to a Super Bowl. And what a crazy turn for the Bengals team that has been a, a current bottom feeder. And next thing you know, they're in the AFC title game going to Arrowhead. And again, Jarrell, these two teams... They played in the regular season in Cincinnati in week 16. The Bengals beat the Chiefs, and the Bengals, you know, they have some firepower, man. Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, of course, you know, operating that offense. And defensively, they have some players as well. I mean, Von Bell, you have uh, Jesse Bates, you have Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, DJ Reader. I mean, that's a Bengals defense that has really been playing well as well. So when you look at this matchup, Jarrell, the, the underdog Bengals taking on the highly favored Kansas City Chiefs, who are you going to take in this one? Dude, man, I, I, I think after last week's game, it's going to be tough for me to bet against the Chiefs, man. Um, it's going to be tough for me to bet against Travis Kelsey. Uh, it's going to be tough for me to bet against, you know, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Pringle, Tariq Hill, just realistically in crunch time situations. The only the only way I would have confidence is if the Bengals are legitimately walking in the arrowhead and they're blowing out the Chiefs by, by two touchdowns. Because if the game is within one score, then I, I really got to go with the Kansas City Chiefs, man. I mean, when you're talking about, you know, the way they're able to score, regardless of the coaching error that they had late against the Bills, I think at the end of the day, man, the Kansas City Chiefs in this offense, uh, what these guys are able to accomplish, the never-say-die attitude, the playmakers at every single level, um, because realistically, they always come up with that with the right play in order for them to be successful. Uh, whether or not you know aggressive uh, on the screen, whether or not it's a deep route, um, beating that two man coverage that uh, that the Buffalo Bills were in the entire night against them, um, and and just overcoming uh, any obstacle that throw that that opponents have been throwing at them. Now, even in the same breath. I'm really scared of Joe Burrow because this yeah. is a and this is the guy that literally has no fear of who's on the other side of the ball and he just lets it fly. Um, when you have a guy like that that's competing at the highest level um, and the guy that can put up points, especially you talking about a kid that's got almost 1,500 yards on 81 receptions, which is kind of unheard of. I think at the end of the day. Um, you know, these two kids have proven that they can be game wreckers and that they can throw away all the bets uh, when when you guys when these guys are coming into town. So I think at the end of the day, man, um, it's going to be a highly contested game. 
Uh, but I'm just going to go with Kansas City, man, uh, by four um, and a score of 29 uh, to 25. Yeah, and the thing is, is that, like, automatically I'm with you. Like, I'm leaning toward Kansas City in this game. I mean, how can you bet against Patrick Mahomes and what the guy can do regardless of the circumstances? I mean, you just know as long as you have 15 on your team, he's going to give his team every chance to come out on top. And so um, I am, too, leaning with Kansas City. But, Jarrell, I'm almost at the point where I have more faith in that Bengals defense than I do in Kansas City's defense. I mean, Kansas City, I know that they've always turned turned it up a notch in the playoffs defensively. Steve Spagnolo gets his unit on the same page, peaking at the right time. You know, they've gotten some good play from the rookie linebacker, Nick Bolton out of Missouri, Willie Correct. Gay. Um, they also have uh, Legereus Sneed, who's been in and out with injuries and personal matters, and he's kind of emerged as their top corner. And, you know, Tyron Matthew was knocked out, like, on the first play um, in the divisional round, but I, I think he should be good to go. So that's obviously going to boost them. But, I think Kansas City, they're really going to have to ask a lot more from that pass rush. I mean, your guy, Frank Clark, I know that he's kind of had some flashes. And then Chris Jones, I truly believe that that front seven for Kansas City, you know, they're going to have to get after Joe Burrow. I mean, like the Titans did, bro, sacking Burrow nine times, you know, and then obviously it was a shame that offensively Ryan Tannehill, you know, crap the bed and, and three interceptions, right? But I think Kansas City, they need to emulate a similar style of defensive scheme to continue to put pressure on Joe Burrow. And again, Jarrell, that Cincinnati offensive line, man, they showed it last week. They're not too too firm. You know, they can be broken apart rather easily. And so this is where Chris Jones, Frank Clark, those two guys, they got to be the game wreckers for the Kansas City Chiefs. And if they're able to do that and put some uh, constant pressure on Burrow, I think that they are going to indeed, you know, get that victory. They'll go back to the Super Bowl. But I'm just going to say, if, if that defense is getting picked apart, you know, by Joe Burrow, because we know that they have the weapons with Higgins, Chase, and, and I think C.J. Uzoma, they're tight end. I mean, nobody talks about the guy, but he's very productive. Um, and Joe Mixon, if they can develop a rhythm, Jarrell, I mean, I would not discount the Bengals from going into Kansas City and getting that upset win, man. I'm just saying that defense of Cincinnati has been playing lights out, you know, and they got that pass rush with Hendrickson and Hubbard. Um, and they're playing with that extra edge, bro. So I'm just going to say uh, Kansas City's defense better show up to play, you know, uh, because if they don't, if they no, get I, into a, a fire shot with uh, Joe Burrow, it could be dangerous for him. Brother, now nah, you, you definitely are saying the right things, bro. I think at the end of the day, when you look at uh, the way the Bengals can score, um, the way that these guys have, have come alive offensively, um, and the really the the understanding of like what Joe Burrow, what you people don't know, is, I mean, he understands the two minute offense at, at such a high level, and I think that's what's been the the greatest thing about seeing the Cincinnati Bengals because you got to understand these guys are still young. I mean, they're still in their first contract, 
I mean, a lot of these guys are essentially um, could be Bengals uh, for long for a long period of time. But I just at the end of the day, man, you have a team that has no fear. Um, and but they're going up against Big Red, man. Um, it's it's tough to to go against Big Red, bro. I'm telling you, man. He always has things going. Um, I but the only thing is, uh, when when we when you watch that Bills game, that was probably one of the only times I've seen Big Red sweat a little bit, like because I know you Buffalo Bills and the way they were able to score uh, like that. I think that was the only time I seen Big Red uh, truly sweat. Uh, all in play on the field. But I think overall, man, the, the Kansas City Chiefs has everything working for them. They got Melvin Ingram playing at a high level. We still even – we hit, we scratched the surface of Chris Jones's name. Um, and so I think at the end of the day, and, uh, if there's some pass rush to be had, um, I, I, I definitely think the, uh, the, 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 the Kansas City Chiefs have a way of running away with this. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is that I'm glad you brought up that point, you know, because the coaching experience on the sidelines, obviously, you know more than I do, you being a, an NFL player and, and playing at a, at a high level. I mean, it's going to be a little bit more of a challenge and a little bit more of an uphill battle for a younger head coach in Zach Taylor, you know, who's in his first playoff run as a head coach in Cincinnati. And going into an atmosphere, a hostile atmosphere at that, you know, in Kansas City, it, it's going to be a little bit more of a of a nervous time for him as he gets into those crunch time situations and the big moment, AFC title game. And so I'm glad you bring up that aspect because Andy Reid, been there, done that, you know, won the Super Bowl, got that monkey off his back. You know, he's he's got full full confidence in his team. And then it helps when you got – Two great coordinators and Steve Spagnolo to run the defense, and then Eric Bieniemy calling the plays on offense. So, so he enters the game with a lot less pressure. He knows how to handle, you know, those high high pressure moments. What to do? When to call a timeout? What to uh, what to do in in situations when they have their backs up against the wall? And so, I do believe that that does give Kansas City more of an advantage with Andy Reid on their sideline. Um, and it's going to be fascinating, man, to see just how how well the Bengals come out and play. Like, I'm wondering, are they going to have some of those jitters? You know, they have a lot of young guys on the team. You know, are they going to show up? Are they going to look a little bit frozen in the first quarter trying to get their bearings, you know? Because if they do, I mean, in a blink of an eye, we all know what Patrick Mahomes can do. I mean, if you give that guy opportunities to, to pile up points early, he's going to do that. And the last thing the Bengals want to do is end up trailing by multiple possessions against Kansas City because that is just a no-go if you want any chance of getting that win. So I agree with you. I'm going to go with the Chiefs in this one. Um, I'm going to say the score line something like 38 to 31, a touchdown game, but Kansas City comes out on top in a rather high-scoring affair. Um, in the end, Kansas City just has too much firepower, too much experience on the big stage, and uh, I think they get the job done. Yeah, man, I'm going to roll with the Kansas City Chiefs as well. Um, I'm actually going to roll with two touchdowns, though, man. I'm going to roll with a score of 31 
um, to 17, uh, just because of the, the, the way that the Kansas City Chiefs won that game last week. I think the momentum swing is definitely in their favor. You're talking about coming right back into Arrowhead that was just electric uh, just a week ago. Um, and Patrick Mahomes really getting that monkey off his back because, I mean, obviously you're talking about the, the monkey of Josh, Josh Allen because of uh, he's been able to accomplish this year, um, not throwing any interceptions, having those nine touchdowns through two games. I mean, he had the answer to the call. He answered the call very well. The types of dimes he was throwing um, was, I mean, bro, I'm talking about like that sidearm dude uh, past the defender was was one of the craziest things I've ever seen on a rope. Uh, and I just I just think at the end of the day, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to come out hot. They're going to have a very good game plan against the Bengals. Um, and I just think that the defense, even um, showing up uh, without having Tyron Matthew, um, if they have an opportunity to get this kid back uh, for this upcoming game, it's going to be, uh, I mean, it's going to be even more electric out there. So I really think the Chiefs have an opportunity to blow these guys out, and I'm going to go with 31-17. Yeah, and so, uh, again, Tyron Matthews' health is going to be a big thing that we're going to be monitoring. I mean, he's going to have to clear concussion protocol. But, yeah, I have the Chiefs by a touchdown 30-31. You think they're going to win by two possessions. Either way, I mean, I'm rolling with the Niners. You got the Rams. We're both going with Kansas City. Um, but I'm expecting these two games, Jarrell, to, I don't know if they're going to be able to match the intensity of as the divisional round because those games are just insane. But I'm anticipating both both games to be rather close, at least through three quarters of play. I mean, this is the biggest stage. One win away. You're in the Super Bowl. Um, and so I expect some urgency from both of these teams in both matchups, and it's going to make for some good football. You know, it's a doubleheader on Sunday. As I mentioned, we have the early game, which is the AFC title, Bengals-Chiefs at 2 o'clock. And then 5.30, we got the Niners and the Rams battling out at SoFi Stadium. So I can't wait, man. Um, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to seeing who's going to punch their ticket to the Super Bowl right there at SoFi Stadium. Um, and then, and then we're going to really figure out, you know, which, which team is in best position to win the crown. And we'll have another two weeks to debate about who's going to take the Super Bowl. And so it's the cycle of the NFL. Can't wait, man. It, it's, it's something exciting. And, um, I can't wait to see how things unfold, man, this Sunday. It's going to be pretty crazy. Yeah, bro. Um, I'm excited to see really the trick plays. I'm excited to see the Rams and their creativity. Um, the 49ers. I know that that NFC West uh, showdown uh, 6:30 is going to be electrifying. Um, I, I just personally think the Chiefs are going to. They're they're they they're riding a high right now. Their match has been lit, um, and so I really think it's just going to be a, a, a shootout, an amazing game um, in Kansas City and, and um, the Bengals. So we'll definitely see, bro. Um, I've got the Rams. I've got the Chiefs now. So we'll, we'll see who gets to the Super Bowl. All right. Niners and Chiefs for me. We'll see how things go. That's going to do it for this week's podcast. I mean, previewing the championship Sunday, AFC title, NFC title coming our way. Can't wait to watch it. Um, I'm a little bit sad that the NFL is coming to an end, but these are the most important games. Can't wait to, to tune in on Sunday. So Jarrell, Again, bro, I appreciate you taking the time on this Wednesday afternoon to chat some more football, break down some of these matchups, um, and I appreciate it as always. 
Man, thank you again, bro. Uh, it's going to be a crazy experience, as always. I cannot wait till we get to do this thing at the Super Bowl and we post it up in L.A. That's where we need to go. Yeah, man, absolutely. We got to go do some live coverage over there at SoFi, get on that field, all that fun stuff, man. But uh, yeah. you know how it goes. Absolutely, my brother. We're going to make it happen when it happens. So uh, stay safe, be blessed, um, and let's call it a good game this weekend. All right, same to you, bro. Take care. All right, brother.